Hey everyone, welcome to From the Kitchen Table. I'm Sean Duffy along with my co-host for the podcast, my partner in life, and my wife, Rachel Campos Duffy. It's so good to be back. And boy, we have a we have a big topic today. A big, big, important, probably one of the most important topics. To that, humanity, American humanity. To, I guess, all humanity. Right. And we have our daughter, Evita Duffy, here to help us break it down. Evita, welcome. We're going to be discussing today why men are giving up on love and dating and what women and maybe the culture can do to ab- about this, to help solve this situation. Right. So, so yesterday we talked about, you know, the, the, the beauty of the animal we call the Midwestern man, right? So we, we unpack that um, for women. But now I want to talk about some male Can problems. I just say something? So, so yes, last, yesterday's episode, if you haven't seen it, you, you really should go back and watch it or listen to it. It's about what I call the, 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 the most underappreciated species in America, yes. which is the Midwestern man. But Evita might have actually outdone this because she married... A Midwestern man who's also Latino. <laughs> That's oh. that is a rare bird. That is rare, awesome, awesome bird. There's they're they're out there, by the way. Um, so he has all the fiery, um, you know, Cuban qualities, but then um, he's also got all it's those fine Midwestern qualities as well, no doubt. He's he's he is he might be the most manly man I know. Like that guy. If there's a task that has, I meant other than you, Sean. Thank you. <laughs> But he, he's somebody, you know, when, when, when she was thinking about getting married and to him, I just thought if there's a burning fire, he would run in and pull her out. OK, you, you can will. marry him. That's right. True. That's all I need to know. So um, anyway, you're married to a man who could pull you about out of a burning building, Evita. But not everybody is so lucky. And I tell you, we have an epidemic of loneliness uh, there's a decline in marriage. It's right now the lowest that it's ever been in a century. Um, we see increasing, and I don't mean increasing, exploding numbers of men um, and women, but mostly, you know, the problem, increasingly women, but mostly men addicted to porn, so much online porn. We're seeing an increase in phone sex operators, but also AI girlfriends, which is really horrible and shows a sign of people really giving up on dating when you decide just to throw in the towel and get an AI girlfriend. That that whole industry is booming Six in 10 men between the ages of 18 and 29 are single, and that number keeps growing. It's, higher, it's higher than... How many men? Six in 10. Six, so 60% six of in 10 men, men who should be dating are actually single, and I think... And, it, and that's up from, you know, just a few years ago that... I mean, this number is growing and growing and growing. And so when you mentioned, I mean, men looking for other avenues of affection or love or sex and going to phone, phone sex operators... I didn't. I thought that was a thing of the past, but I guess it's going to come and, back. And OnlyFans, um, like so, so they they want you know they want to pretend like these women like them, and and they're willing to do anything to or AI. They, they, this AI phenomenon so as well, and crazy. It, it it it. This is a symptom of a different problem, which we, which we want to talk about today. That's okay, so what we're going to unpack today. The problem uh, of what women want and what what men want is very different, which is why you find the two not meeting in the middle and finding love. That's right. The gap between what women want and what men want continues to grow. And that is, I think, on purpose. It's a cultural problem. Yeah. Evita, I'm going to run through just a couple of the things that um, some of this. Some, there's been some new polling that's come out. And I want to get your reaction because you certainly are closer, know a lot of people who are in the dating pool. You're one of the rare b- birds your age. Um, who are married, but a lot of your friends, most of your friends are not. So here's this real division growing. So women, they polled women and men. Women hate Trump supporters. Uh, they don't, yeah. One of the biggest turnoffs. For- one of the biggest turnoffs was being a Trump supporter, listening to Joe Bo- or Rogan. Um, if you're somebody who believes in two genders, there's only two genders. Um, it's a major turnoff for women. Yeah, major turnoff. Uh, things women like these days, um, they like, People who like the Barbie movie, which would mean other women and gay men. I'm not, I, this is really, I'm not making this up. Um, they, they like people who are, have positive feelings about BLM. Uh, men are offended by, if you say all lives matter, that's offensive to. That would women. be a turnoff to say all, all lives matter. Women, yes. Men hate communists. 
I'm surprised that's not on both sides of the aisle. <laughs> but this is the problem. When men hate communists, and it's not even on the list for women. Well, wait, wait, um, that, that question comes up because so many women now are the communists. Oh, like, oh, it's a little step too we far. We can laugh about this, but this is serious. These are serious divisions. Men do. Uh, men like people who eat meat and drink real dairy, uh, drink drink milk, so um, not, real milk. Not like oat milk? Or, no, or, no. Uh, and I bet I bet you could break that down. I bet they actually prefer women who drink raw milk. Um, I don't know. If you don't, what is happening here? It's a, it's so it's interesting. All the things that you named off, I am the opposite of. So I'm a woman who I know. hates Trump. I'm a woman who eats meat, who likes raw dairy, not just real dairy. I do. I just, is that what, this is why you're married. Not oat <laughs> milk. Um, yeah, I, I, so, that, so that's a little bit different for me. And I, it's, I have a lot of friends who are in this category, to be honest, a lot of college friends, even friends who, um, you know, I had in high school who now have evolved a lot politically since, you know, we really knew each other. Um, men or women, Evita? Are you women, talking about men or women? Women. women. Um, and I think that there is definitely a problem um, with with women and their politics in this country. They're horrible. If you look at the if you look at maps where they'll say, you know, <laughs> what would the election have turned out if women didn't vote? And by and large, <laughs> the results would have been so much better. I think it comes from women being chronically online. I think it comes from um, the poison that is femininity that has destroyed women's um, perception of themselves and and have devalued um, the qualities that that really are innate to femininity. And instead, they've embraced masculine qualities because somehow the feminist movement has told them that that makes them more valuable. Um, but I also don't want to undermine the role that men play in this. We we read, you and I, before we got on this podcast, um, an article about how men can't find partners, how women have too high a standards. Um, I think the problem comes from both sexes. I think men, as well as women, have been poisoned by our culture. If you're a man and you don't work out, and you kind of have a crappy job and you don't have a lot of self-confidence. And then you expect a really high value woman to fall in love with you and get married to you. You're delusional. You have to be interested in building yourself up um, to then make yourself a, a desirable partner for the opposite sex. So both both men and women need to do better. And a culture is destroying both of them. But you have to look beyond the culture and beyond the, the social media psyops and say, you know what, I'm going to do things differently. So let me, can I give you the other side of this? So I, we did, there was a, a, a woman on TikTok. She went viral because she basically said, I'm not dating you until I see what your bank account is, right? And part of, I think, and of course, this, she, she's she's repulsive and uh, it's gross. And the the, viral, the the reason it went viral were because there were people that were like, go girl. But there were also a lot of people saying, this is gross. Um, I, you know, who would want this woman? So it was on both sides. But I think that what this woman captured was something that is happening in society. There's always been gold diggers and women like that. What's also happened is that me women have become more successful. You have more women, uh, get, I think there's 2 million more women that have, almost 2 million more women who have college degrees than- 1.6, 1.8 million. Yeah, 1.6, 1.8 million women have more women have college degrees than men. Women are making as much or more, uh, in, especially in big blue cities, um, because there's a desire for companies, you know, because of all the incentives we've set up with like, you know, uh, diversity and inclusion and making sure that women are rising. So there's an incentive to, actually promote and put women in in, in different positions and, and higher positions. And so they're actually out, out gaining men in that regard. Also, so many, the, the education system itself, I mean, I remember hearing decades ago, you and I have, have had this conversation many times about the war on boys, that our education system and the way it moves people up and, and, and into higher positions is incentivize people who are obedient and submissive and aren't, you know, pushing back. And so they also get promoted up that way. And so you have women who have really high expectations because women have always wanted to marry somebody who makes more than them, is more successful than them. But now they're really successful. And so there's this, this imbalance as well, right, Sean? So a, a couple of things. One, I think just uh, if, if you look throughout history, oftentimes women were not offended by men who made more. Actually, they wanted their husbands to make more. Yeah. 
but it does become a problem for a lot of men and women when the woman makes more than the husband, which in our relationship, I have never had a problem with that. I'm like, you go, girl. Um, if you want to make more than me, I'm all happy about that. Uh, go get yourself a big paycheck, Rachel. Yeah, but, but, I, but, 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 but this is not... No, I'm going to have to... No, I want to stop you okay. there because Definitely. that is not a fair comparison. In the very beginning of our relationship, before you were established, before you were a congressman, before you established you know, who you were as an attorney, um, there was a point in our career, and Evita, you and I have talked about this, you know, I, I wasn't at, I, we got married, I had some opportunities that were coming my way television-wise because of some things that I had done, but it would have taken us away from Wisconsin and away from your career building. And I made a decision that I knew as a woman and as a mom, and at this point I had two or three kids, I... It was it was a broadcasting opportunity in another state. And I said, you know, I know I could be happy being an at-home mom. And I was for 14 years and I loved it. And um, I did not think that you would be happy being an at-home dad. And I made a decision in that moment that I was going to let that go. And I was going to pursue your, your, your um, career path. And I believe that had I gotten the view before we got married or had I gotten this, um, got pursued this job, which would have stymied your career path for sure. Um, I, 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 I don't think that would have been good for our marriage. I think you needed to, you, you can say that now Rachel can go make more money. But if at the very beginning of our relationship, I was making way more money than you and I was on a on a different career trip. I don't know. I, I think no, no, no. Man, I think no, that's, that's hard on a man's ego. Let's just be honest. That would have been uh, very hard. And it, by the way, just to, to to clear this point up, you actually did support me in my career, and then it flipped. And I've been very supportive. And you you've had a, you've had a more uh, prominent track than I have of late. Are you so, complaining about Fox Business? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving my Fox Business, but listen. Um, I'm you, getting... you're, you're, you, you, you do really well. And I, and I've been very supportive throughout the process of it. And so again, we're a team. We're exactly, we're, we're a team, but the team that I believe that there were male and female differences. And I, I believe that the success of this team has been in acknowledging the fact that I'm a woman and I, I loved being home with our children. I don't think if I had gone to make be the breadwinner and you had been home with the children, I don't think you would have developed confidently the way I have. And I think that has everything to do with biology. So let's, let's, I want to, I want to talk about what's going on here though, that you have so many women in America and men, they're looking for love and they're looking for connection, right? They, they want, they, they want that to happen. They understand there's some human need to actually get married and, and find a mate. And those who don't see that need end up being old you know, cat lovers and and lonely. The, I, uh, but but people are lonely, but they don't prioritize let me, commitment uh, or marriage. Let me my, That's so, not part of the equation. But when they're looking for love, they're looking at, they're not looking at in all the wrong places. They're looking at all the wrong things, right? So they're looking for someone who has these great looks and they're looking for someone who well, that's makes important. over the, so it's, it's the three sixes. They're six feet tall. They make <laughs> six figures and they have six inches. Oh, come well. on. So I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's what I've been reading. Like, I, again, I'm talking about women. I'm not, I can't speak from experience on this. That's a problem. When you say, you know what? What really do I want? I want someone who works hard. I want someone who's nice. And by the way, you and I were talking about this earlier. Firefighters don't oftentimes make six figures. They can, but oftentimes they don't. Police officers don't make six figures. Um, they offer other miss, things. You miss out on a whole cadre of men who are awesome, hardworking, to be great husbands, good fathers, but they're excluded because women have this nutty vision that I want. I want this one thing of, of money that doesn't last, right? They don't look for love. They look for finances. Um, I look at, you can talk about, we were talking, we had this conversation earlier with your mom. If you're an electrician, electricians make good money. Now, do you hold them up as like, I'm not a Wall Street finance guy, but electricians work hard. They make good cash. Um, I'd rather marry long? an electrician than a Wall Street guy. Thank you. But that's because I married well. But there's a problem with the way women are looking at men and what they want. Instead of going, do these have the really great qualities of a of a good person who will be a good spouse for me, a, a good partner in life, and a good father to the children that we're going to have? That's not even the consideration realm. It's these other factors 
that I think are so stupid and they don't last, which is why I actually divorce. Sexual attraction does last. I'm sorry. I think it's really that's important fine. to be sexually attracted um, to your spouse. I think that's a that's a but very the, important factor. Yeah, but the firefighters and the cops would then well, be they are exploding sexy. in, yeah. in <laughs> women all over the firehouse, and that's become a problem. Yeah. Okay, so Vita, what are young women looking for? Are they yes. looking for what Sean says? Looks, uh, you know, money. I know young women, Evita. I'm like, you know. Uh, are they are they looking for looks? Are they looking for money? Or is it the problem that they're not even looking for commitment? So I, I think it's I think it's a I think it's a fallacy to say that women aren't looking for love. I think they always are. I think that it's really men that are the ones who are who are genuinely interested in the hookup culture. The feminist movement has tried to make it seem like women are the same sexual beings as men are, and that's just not true. It's not what I saw. I saw hookups when I was in college, but the women that were doing them weren't really happy. And to, if they were honest with themselves, so they wanted a relationship. Um, what, what I think the, the roadblock that we're hitting right now is... Um, women have always wanted a man who makes money. I mean, or at least has the ability to provide exactly. money in the context of of whatever, you know, social setting they were from. And this is true for all of humanity because men take that take on biologically that provider role while the women naturally take on the caretaker role. If she's pregnant, she wants a husband who can protect and provide for her while she's in that vulnerable stage. So I, I don't think it's wrong for women to want a husband who makes a lot of money. I think the problem is that they're going into relationships in their 30s wanting a man who's already completely established and has all yes. this money the what needs to happen in reality actually and this is better for women's for men and women's finances and children and growing together as a as a as a partnership is to get married young because when i married michael and when you married dad these were not established men. They don't know what they're doing no. right now. My husband doesn't know what he's doing. He's 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 really he's trying to figure it out. He's studying. But I saw him and I said, you know what? This is somebody that I can take this risk with that I see. As dad said, I see the potential and and I see that he can he's going to actually make something of himself. He's got a great math degree. I know he's smart. I know he's loving. I know he's caring. The problem is women don't want to take that risk and grow with the person. They want to hold off on marriage and wait until they can just land somebody who's already perfect. And the problem is the men that are waiting until they're in their 30s or 40s, they actually don't end up choosing a spouse in their 30s or 40s. They go after younger women. And then the women that have been waiting end up getting left with nothing. And that, I think, is where some of the, the, the real problems that we're seeing right now. I don't think it's necessarily an issue that women want men who make a lot of money. I think that they should just be investing in a man earlier on. We'll have more of this conversation after this. It's part of the problem, too, just that the the culture doesn't prioritize commitment, right? And doesn't, it's not, it's not, so you see, like, for example, and let's take pop culture. One of the most popular songs last year was Miley Cyrus. I can buy myself flowers. I can hold my own hand. I can do all this stuff myself. So they're telling women, you could do it on your own. Um, and they're telling men, you know, not to commit in so many ways, right? And and it's so easy to not commit because of all the things that we've laid out, and uh, and especially I think pornography is doing a lot of a lot of harm in that regard, and so you have a culture that isn't even pushing or or incentivizing or prioritizing that, and then like you said, they're waiting so long until they're in their 30s and 40s to think about it. I mean, essentially. How many, I mean, there are a lot of women who actually feel guilty to say that they want to just be married and have kids um, because that would seem like that's a betrayal to, you know, the sisterhood, the feminist movement, all the all the sacrifices that the feminists before us made. So there's there's just so many com complicated mixed messages. And then you add on top of that, Evita, the lack of communication skills that has come from you know, so much social media and it's a, it's a wonder people meet at all. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that it is such a good point that we are sending the wrong values in our culture. When we talk about how women are, are outpacing men in, in high school and then in college and then in the professional field, that makes a lot of sense. These systems are set up to reward people who are obedient, who are rule followers, who are people that are are generally agreeable, and that's women. Women do well in school. Women can sit still for eight hours a day. They can get the assignment done. Men generally have a more rebellious streak, and 
and don't do quite as well in these structures that we've set up. It doesn't mean they're less smart. That's not shown by the data at all. But it does show that women are more successful in these structures. And what we've done now is women are really successful. They get to the point where they're they're going to, you know, make partner at the law firm or they have this really high paying job after after graduate school. Um, and then they realize, well, this isn't going to make me happy. I don't want to work for, you know, all of these hours a week, um, not have a family night life, not be able to have children, not focus on my love life. And then they they either stay in it and be continue to be unhappy or they drop out. Um, we are not telling women what will make them happy. I don't think we should go back to a time period where women don't have the opportunities to get a college degree if she wants one or a graduate's degree if she wants one or to have the job that she wants. I wouldn't want that. I'm a college-educated woman. I have a job. I I like the work that I do. Um, I'm sure mom has a graduate's degree. I'm sure she wouldn't want to live in a time period where she wouldn't be allowed to do that. But to have a culture that tells women that your feminine qualities and your ability to raise children and to support your family in a nurturing sense is so valuable. And you can step away from your career if ever and whenever you want to. And that's an admirable thing to do. That's what we need to be telling our culture. And on the opposite end for men, we need to be encouraging them to be masculine and to be providers. And if they feel like they don't have a lot of self-confidence and they can't get a date, Hit the gym, work on your career, build yourself up. We're telling men and women different things and it's ultimately hurting them them and society at large. Yeah, it's creating that it's creating that divide that we talked about in terms of what they each are looking for. Can we talk a minute about the economy? Because, you know, dating can be expensive. And I think, you know, part of it is, you know, there's so much online stuff. You and I have talked all the time, Sean, about how, you know, even, you know, people who meet online, it's like, okay, so you met someone online, stop texting with them, meet them in person, you know, or call them on the phone. You know, there's so much virtual crap going on. But then when you actually have to go out and if if you don't make a lot of money because you're starting out and you're in your 20s, um, it can be expensive. And I and so you know, when there's a bad economy, that also slows people down from dating or even from marrying because it gets expensive. But also it, it does get expensive and it is tapping people out. But again, if you want to go to dinner with someone at a fine restaurant and try to impress them, that's nice. But if you can't afford it, you can go get a cup of coffee. Um, you can go out for ice cream. Maybe go to a movie together. There's a lot of or go to a you... diner instead of an ice yeah, there's, there's there's things that you can do to make, manage the make cost. Someone dinner. Make someone dinner, but then, then there, there has to be a f- few dates down the road to make sure they're you're comfortable bringing them in your home. Um, true, true, true. I, I want to go back to something that you said, Avita, and I agree that people look for um, for a mate that is secure and and has you know their 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 finances in order and and is of their same social stature. But I, I again, I think it. I, I want to really underscore the point when you can laugh with someone. When you can share your life with someone and your stories, and you have someone who's um, focused on their career and providing, because that's important, and someone who's going to work hard, someone who's going to run through brick walls to to support yeah. their family. Like I, when we were when we were first married, I didn't make a whole lot of money, and I would still go back and do lumberjack shows on weekends where I made actually more money. Yeah, um, he was a lawyer and, in the week and a lumberjack competitor in the weekend. You were a baby, Evita, but I did those things to make sure we had enough resources and. Um, the, the history is is full of men and those stories. And sometimes today, I think a lot of people think it should come easier and it's and it doesn't. It takes time. And those are the qualities that you want. And I think you make a really good point as well. If you get married younger and you find someone with good raw quality, but maybe isn't developed yet, you can grow together. You can support each other together, which, by the way, you'll both make more money in a marriage versus trying to do these career paths by your own studies will bear that out. Yeah, that's an important point to to stop and point at. Married people make more money. It seems counterintuitive because, you know, it would seem like if you're a single guy, you can keep all your money to yourself. But it turns out that when you marry a woman, it's like there's two brains working towards your career strategy, what you should do. Um, you you kind of grow together. Also, by the way, married men are healthier than single men. Another counterintuitive thing, you think so you're true. single, you have all this time, you can hit the gym twice a day if you want. But it turns out that a woman nagging you to drop weight or a woman cooking for you and making healthier healthy food, food for you than you ordering in all the time as a single guy. Is, is bad for a life of health. It turns out, and, and probably just Ramen companionship noodles. makes people healthier. Because we're, we're, we're born to and, be living like 
in, in that way. So th- those are really excellent points. But Evita, this morning when we were, we were, Sean and I were having coffee and, and your yaya, your grandma dropped in on our conversations. We were talking about this podcast. And I said to my mom, I said, Mama, if I met, if you had met Sean and he was exactly the same person he is now, my mom really does love you, Sean. She's grown to like me. No, she's, she's loved it Sean. Was, it wasn't, it wasn't love at first sight with you and my mom, but she has grown to really love Sean. I loved her first. You loved her first. <laughs> um, that said, she loved, she loved Sean. And I said, if he's exactly the same person, when, when I told you I was going to marry him, but he was, instead of being a law student, he was studying to become an electrician, would you be disappointed? And she said, do you want me to answer honestly? And I said, of course. And she said, yeah, I would be. And I think it's because in her mind, she worked so hard to make sure that I got a degree. In her mind, she thought, I think she thought, well, Rachel should marry somebody who has an equal amount of degrees. Now, I'm gonna, I want to lay something out because I think we talk a lot about having as much in common is really important. And so um, you want to, you know, you could say, well, having a degree means that we've had similar experiences or we have similar intellect or whatever. Um, but I, I've just, as I've grown older, I just don't think that that's really a great gauge because as you said, Sean, um, some of the, you know, smart, hardworking, protecting um, family people that could come in, in you know, in, in a blue collar man for sure, maybe even more so. Yeah. Um, and so, wh- why not? Um, why not have someone who has a college degree marrying a, a fireman? So I want to compare me, me, and, me and Michael. Um, and I think to, and to to break this point out, if and again on marriage, um, I don't know where Michael's. You know, this is Michael Michael's, is my husband. Uh, Evita's, is Evita's husband, right? And he's he's, he's a math major uh, or math, math math graduate. He's looking at doing some cool stuff, but he hasn't figured it out yet. And um, he's so he's working still construction to, right now. Yeah, and he's still trying to find his way. Um, he has a math degree, but he's working construction because he actually he likes it better as, as he's studying for something else. More so than accounting, right? So he's but he's but he's studying for something else as well. But if so, let me let me lay this up. So if if Rachel had met me when I was thirty eight, and what I had become from you know twenty eight when we were married to thirty eight, the person I was, the 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 success I would have had would have been like so small, a sliver of the pie. So you're saying uh, at 38, because you would not have been as successful as you were at 38 married Mary, to me. Because what happened is Rachel had some more vision than I had. She was more, hel- she was very helpful. And together we were able to navigate my career path doing different things that set me up to do even bigger things that I would have never been able to do by mm-hmm. myself. So I, I think that's I true would, for all marriages. I would look like, oh, you got a good catch from this, you know, this, yeah, this, this guy that doesn't, appear to have a promising career, but ended up doing some pretty cool stuff. Um, Had we not been together and I not had your help in doing the things that I did, I would have been a disaster at 38. And and if you had come and we met at 38, you'd be like, dude, this guy is like, no way. So the point is women can actually help cultivate and craft and focus and think through their husband's career in a very positive way helping accentuate the best. Because the better you do, the better I do. (laughs) Right. It's, it's, It's a team effort. Yeah, and again, I... oh, go ahead. again, when you want the whole package, and I'll give it to you in a, in a second. But when you want the whole package wrapped up in a bow for you and presented, um, that oftentimes doesn't happen, which is why when women are looking for that, they're ending up single. And they're like, I can't find any men. It's like, well, the wrong criteria is what you're looking at. Look at a different set of qualities. Again, as we mentioned yesterday on our podcast, do they go to church? Are they a person of faith? Will they love you? Will they care for you? Do they do, they do they do they care about their family? I mean, we talked a that's, lot about about looking at the other person's family. Yeah, a happy marriage. Yeah, not how much they make. Um, Avita, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I, I think that something that I've I've learned since being married, but that I think is maybe Dad can tell me I'm wrong with this. But I think that men really value loyalty and the the teamwork camaraderie part of marriage. I think that that is something that's very valuable to them, whereas with women, something that's very valuable to them is, is you know, the providing aspect of of a man in marriage. And I think it's so presumptive and I, I think toxic for a girl to say, I know I'm going to forego marriage until I'm a certain age, and then I'm going to marry the guy who's got everything figured out. 
instead of doing the work to marry young and build a man up and work with him and work on both of your careers, but maybe focusing on his so that then, you know, he can actually become the man that he's, you know, meant to be. I don't think Michael is the man he's supposed to be yet. Um, but I know that he's really smart and I know that I'm going to support him and, and help him and encourage him any way I can. And sometimes it comes with thinking, thinking outside of the box. I don't think that dad, when he married mom, was like, I'm going to be a congressman. But mom said, you know, Sean, I think you can do this. And having somebody who has confidence. I was the only person who thought he could do this. Let's yeah, make this somebody, clear. When Sean said, I'm going to run for Congress, everyone said, that's a terrible idea. And I said, I, I think it's a fabulous idea. But well, that's a good woman. It. That's a woman who stuck by you, who had loyalty yeah. to you and who believed in you. And that's, the that's I think, the work that needs to be done to build a real bond and a marriage early on in someone's life versus waiting for somebody who has it all perfect and is just going to give you everything um, after not being together for so many years. I just, I don't think that makes sense. I think it's toxic. Yeah, I think that's a great point. But but you you mentioned this earlier and to play off this point, Abita, if, if you're 25 and you want a 25-year-old man with the whole package, you're probably not going to find it. You're probably going to have to go find a sugar daddy who might be 40 or 42. Yep. Yep. And by the way, at the 40, to your point, the 42-year-old man probably is not looking for a 40, 42-year-old woman. He's going to go find a 28, 25-year-old woman. And all of a sudden, you're stuck You're stuck going with a much older man. But if you want someone your own age, you're not going to find that package. Therefore, invest in them and look at, the, the again, the qualities that matter and last for love and for happiness. Yeah. So, I, I, think, yes. I think it's interesting also the way you laid that out, Avita, in, in helping Michael kind of figure out his career path and setting him up, you're also, and this is where biology, I mean, there's a biological things here that, I mean, of course, feminism is based on the absolute denial of biology. Um, And and that's its downfall and always has been. And so Evita is, you know, in her early 20s, she's probably thinking at some point I'm going to have a baby and you're going to want Michael to be set up, you know, to provide. Um, in that way. Yeah. And so that you so that you can focus on 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 child rearing, on having a baby and the time off that it takes to to have a baby recover and, and care for the child. And so there's a lot of bi- there's a lot of biology in that. And again, gender roles don't have to be as strict as they were, you know, 100 years ago. We've evolved from that. But we've gone so far off the other end that we've sort of emasculated men to the point where now we're seeing an entire generation of men say, basically saying, I, I give up. I can't do it. I can't keep up with all the things that these women want. They, do, or, they just stop. They're, they, they're, 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 they're not dating. Flying. They're, 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 they're not dating. They gave up. And plus, now we have all these technological ways for them to check out and get some of these needs met sexually and emotionally in these really inauthentic, you know, non-real ways and it's 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 just really creating i think it's it's why we're in this loneliness crisis and then the government comes in and i saw this senator that came out with like oh i know we're going to spend a lot of money to address the your tax dollars to address the loneliness crises and it's like no let's just get back to you know love and marriage i bet people and families people wouldn't be lonely they don't need another community center or ymca program they need families who love them and care about them and throw a party for them when they turn 80 and, you know, like this kind of stuff that, you know, you you, you think you, the government can't fill these gaps. But it really starts with people Evita's age, because if you don't have family formation, um, if you don't have people who, who are fall in love and care and love, love each other and start a family and have, you, kids. And have kids, you don't have anything. Culturally speaking. And, and, and we mentioned government can't do this. Government can't build it, but government can destroy it. And I think government yeah, the government's going to destroy it. Destroyed it. And, and, and just by just by the fact that, I mean, again, we want a whole bunch of, you know, women to be really successful. We're going to change the way we teach, you know, K through 12. And we're going to focus on women, not boys. Not to say that, you know, 1960s was perfect. But when you completely flip it and focus on on, on boys and leave, on girls and leave boys behind, it creates a real problem when you have young boys who are now called toxic when they're actually just behaving like little boys. Um, you are you are from a very early age in government-run schools driving this divide between the sexes. Which, when they get to those dating ages and the marrying ages, they the the gulf that the government has created of you know successful women 
not successful boys, boys are toxic, girls should be bosses. All of a sudden, they, they can't meet in the middle. Or it's more challenging for them to meet in the middle and, and find love, which is why it's not happening. I want to get... I, wanna... I think there's something about parents. Parents need to yes. do a better job of talking to their kids who might come home and go, I, I'm not going to get married unless I have a two-carat ring and I, they have to have these kind of finances. Parents have to sit down and go, listen, I'm sorry, you are misguided. This is what you want out of a, with a husband, with a spouse. This is what you should be looking for. And if you get the whole package and they've got a great career path in line, that's wonderful. But if you're looking for that exclusively, I haven't raised you well. You're looking for the wrong things that don't breed happiness and long-lasting. I don't think you can tell a child that. Oh, I, I think, think you, you have can. to model it. Yeah. I think you have to model it and and show it. Evita, what are your thoughts on what dad was talking about originally which was, you know, you, let's say you're a, a college educated woman wanting, you know, you know, should should you try to increase your your dating pool, your dating options, your mate options by dating outside of classes? By that, I mean, being open to 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 dating someone who's maybe a blue collar worker, you know, um, a, a, you know, who doesn't, you know, sit behind a desk. Yeah, Um it's a good question. I, I want to, before I answer, I just want to say one thing about the internet and in the new world that we live in. I think that there's, there's a lot of negatives to pop culture and the way that, you know, we do things and the way that we've distorted gender and gender roles. Um, but at the same time, it's also allowed mom to work from home and make really good money and still sort of have a career, but also be able to raise her kids um, yes. at the same time. I feel the same way. I feel really lucky that I have the opportunity to to work from home. And I know that I can do that if I ever do have kids um, and still make money. There are people at my at the Federalist, Joy Pullman, Madeline Osborne, who who have children. Joy has six children um, and is, you know, the managing editor and and can really found a place that lets her have flexible hours. And that's increasingly um, a, an option for women yes. with remote work. Um, and so but that is only available, let's be honest, to a certain class of women. And so what's happened is, if, if I could just jump in for a second, I think this, this is a huge topic, is there's a certain class of women with a certain level of education who can work from home and have all these advantages to be able to have flexibility and then you have poor women who have to go to work every day who don't want that, who actually want to have a husband who can provide for them so they can care for their kids. I, I think I saw a poll recently about Hispanic women. Um, they're not, the vast majority of Hispanic women just want to be at home moms. Um, that's what they want. And yet the economic, um, and, and it's been really bad lately, the Biden economy has been horrible for the working class, horrible for Hispanics. Increasingly, they can't do what they want, which is be with their families and care for their children uh, because their husbands aren't making enough money. They're not making enough money. No, no. I was gonna say, you can finish it. You were gonna go off on another point. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. No, well, I, I was gonna answer your original question, but um, I, I just wanna read this for you guys. This is this is from Jordan Peterson, who said that this is a, a study that said every 16 IQ points, a woman goes up from 100, she's 40% less likely to get married. On the flip side, every 16 IQ points, a man goes up from 100, he's 35% more likely to get married. So that to me is, is, is really interesting. And I think it plays a role in this. I think if you're, I think a blue collar, you know, working man, there's a lot of women who maybe don't have the IQ or even the college education um, to, you know, have these sort of really crazy expectations that they're going to get a Wall Street man. And that's a really good partnership. And I think people biologically tend to marry and date within sort of their IQ level. Um, when it comes to women of a of a higher IQ, I do think that they they tend to choose partners who have a similar level than them. And it's not really it doesn't really have to do with with the culture or or femininity. It has to do with biology. And that's that's just a problem. And men are able to date lower than their IQ because oftentimes it has more to do with 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 sex and 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 body type and age than it does with with IQ levels. And so there's just there's just more roadblocks for women who are 
you know, had that law degree, went to graduate school, are, are really, you know, high performing women that is intimidating to men and also really diminishes their dating pools. Okay, quick clarification for hmm. as well. So interesting. And, and go to what, what Avita said on, on this point, but just, you know, I mean, you, you work the weekends, right? So you have a you have a big job, a great job, but you're at home Monday through Friday and you're home at 11.30 on Saturday and Sunday. You go to bed early, but it's not like you're working 70 hours a week Monday through Friday, and people go, yeah, well, how okay. do you how do you navigate your household with that kind of a career? You've been blessed with with Fox and with a career that allows you to want so to have true. your show with two great co-hosts and then also be a really engaged mom in our household. So that's and again, we're blessed to have that with with Rachel's with Rachel's work. Um I, I don't want to go into this in this podcast completely. We're gonna do a whole podcast on this topic, but there's also a differential in what women think is attractive, mm. right? There's this idea that women like kind of princessy men. What's that? Well, skin, kind of the, the skinny. You're talking about beta men? Feminine, You're talking about beta, beta men? Males. Yes, I am talking about beta males if you want to put a Timothy term on that. Timothy yes, right? <laughs> I don't find him attractive. It's so funny because all of our girls think he's so no, cute. No, I huh? do not think he's attractive. That's not Ooh. me. No, but all your sisters do. I know. And there's a reason for that. We're going to do it on the podcast You're on why that's happening. But there used to be a time when it was the 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 better built, more chiseled features, the manly man that can care and protect That's for his family. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to do a whole podcast, whole podcast on that. On there, there's something. There is something about birth control that does affect um, the way women um, choose their partners. Choose their partners. There's there's just some hormonal stuff going on. But 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 you're right. There is there is that. Uh, I still think that expanding your dating pool yesterday, Vito, we, when we talked about Midwest men, I talked about women expanding their algorithms in their dating website, in their dating sites to include some, some men in the Midwest, because I think Midwestern men have so many of those sort of stable, reliable, um, qualities. I think so many of them, you know, they grew up in hardier climates. They come from families that have a history of sort of farm work and and physical work, you know, lumberjack work, and and that that those kinds of cultural values. Even if you're not living on a farm right now, those values have sort of permeated into the family structure, into the family culture, and that's what you're marrying into. And to that point, Evita, we we were our advice on yesterday's podcast was: listen, if you're a man. Don't lie about who you are. If you're a conservative, if you're a love fishing and hunting and you love your family, put that out there so you can find someone who matches your values. Don't waste your time by lying about who you are because you, you yeah. might start to attract people who really won't be a good match for you. But I'm going to pause on that advice because if you look at, if you're, if you're a conservative and we said, listen, and, and you're a Christian, you should put out that I'm a conservative, I'm a Christian. Well, the data that we're seeing is Shoot, 70, 70%, yeah. 75% of women will go, I won't date him. Okay, I have something to say. Which is why then a lot, of these, a, lot, a lot of these men will sit back and go, I can't find a woman because I'm a conservative. And which is why men are hiding their politics. Right. So they're going on on these sites and they're saying, I'm moderate, so even though they actually voted for Trump. Should they lie? Should you lie about your politics so you can have a chance of... At least get open the door? Yeah. Or do you take our advice and go, no, tell them who you are. So, What's I, right? so here, here's why I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you should lie or tell them who you are, but here's why I would say don't worry about it. I wouldn't worry about going out with a liberal woman. Um, the first thing is that leftist women, young women particularly tend to be leftist because they are replacing the the government with what used to be, you know, family ties or a spouse or a boyfriend or whatever. And they like the security that the government gives them because women innately want that. And so when they when they aren't dating anyone and when they aren't married, um, they often turn to the government as sort of a supplement. And that's caused so many problems in our society. But there are a lot of studies that show when a woman gets married, she becomes far more conservative than when she was single. Mm -hmm. So just yeah, that's true. So this is just natural for for women when they're when they're not with a husband, they vote they vote lefty. They're very you know they 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 vote lefty on social issues, but also economic ones. And so I think that to take a chance with a liberal woman, you're going to have to do it because the dating pool is really small for strident red blood conservative women. Um, and the chances are 
if you go out with her and you fall in love with each other and you get married, she's going to she's gonna change your mind on a lot of things. We'll have more of this conversation after this. I'm going to disagree with you on that. I mean, I think the, for the, the role of so many of us who, are, who have a, 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 a small platform out there is to get women to stop coming up with polls that say if you voted for Trump, if you have a gun, if you eat meat, if you like beer, I don't want to date you because then you just don't want to date men. That's a a consequence (laughs) of their circumstances at life. I get that. I get that. But but I think that what can happen too. I mean, I again, we're looking at the success of marriage comes from having as much in common as possible. So I understand your point. Take a chance. They may they're likely to become more conservative with time. I say, though, to find the perfect match, put out who you are and see who comes into 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 that. And if you're a woman, um, don't be so sure that what you say right now is what you want. Look at other values that matter. And that's why I'm saying be willing to date outside of your geographic jo- zone. And I, again, I rec- highly recommend the Midwest. Be willing to vote uh, to to uh, to to date outside of your, you know, class category. Some of these things that you've put in, don't put six feet tall only and above. Um, you're because you're that's only fourteen percent of men, um, that are over six feet tall. You need to you know lower that standard or have no standard at all, and just make sure you're you're focusing on what really matters. Now that said, sexual attraction. Physical attraction is wildly important. And if you are not attracted to somebody, I don't say instantly, because I don't think it always happens instantly. Well, sometimes but if, it does. Sometimes it does. But if it doesn't happen I over... I off that train. I was like, who is this hot little Mexican? You, you did, but it took me a while to warm up to you and go... And, and yeah, I mean, I knew he was cute, but I wasn't like, oh my God, I'm going to die without him. I got to that point. But it takes time. Um, to, to, to fall in love sometimes. And it takes times for him, for men to woo women and and it can happen. Um, and, and people can grow on you, but at some point you cannot marry somebody that you're not physically attracted to. I agree with that. It's not going to last. So uh, I agree with the advice of putting out who you are, right? But if you're not having success, you may have to actually moderate what you say you are. And in, in BT, you talked about if you're a man, you got to prep, right? So work on your career. Work on a, a, or a, a set of skill sets that are going to be marketable at some point in the economy. Go to the gym. That could be helpful as well. Um, yeah, cut I, your nose hair, maybe. That might be helpful, too. <laughs> I mean, uh, or, and have a decent haircut. Those things matter. But you also may want to prep on this. You might go, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into the world maybe of getting a somewhat liberal woman in my feet. And I'm going to think through in my preparation for this dating, how I gradually make some really common sense conservative points. I'm not a conservative, but I've been thinking about X, Y. I, this is so terrible. It's a terrible idea. No, you're you going to bring you. the woman over. No. Be I'm yourself. Just, I'm, what be, I'm yourself. Is, be yourself. Be yourself. Be yourself. Be yourself. I'm sorry. Being yourself is not working. Try to massage how you're going to massage Improve your yourself. Improve yourself. Seeing the world the right way, the way you see it. What do you say, Vida? I, I say improve yourself, but you can never hide who you are because that won't be a great relationship. You can so move, that, you move I, the woman with you. That's so what I'm saying. I'll come at this from, from, from the opposite oh, perspective as a, as a conservative woman who has been pursued by a couple liberal men in college, and they tried to convince me that they were moderate and then like slowly ah, the opposite. Pay- okay, interesting. It really pissed me off. I did not like that. I was like, you guys are trying to con <laughs> me. You're a raging liberal. Get out. Like I was yeah. not interested. So I'm not I, I don't I don't know how how well huh. lying and easing them into it would really play. Um but I but I understand I mean, the point because I do think there are a lot of leftist women and you can't some people are going to be able to find a a a conservative match, but the numbers show that not everyone's going to be able to do that. So, Evita, this is why it didn't work with you. Conservative women are smarter women and they're right <laughs> on their policy. These liberal women are liberal because they're not very politically savvy or smart. They don't they're know gullible. the history. They're gullible. That's right. So what wouldn't yeah. work with you 
I'm going to argue might work with a liberal woman because they're just. I know. I I, I disagree. Garbage, I... and you can you can unpack that with some some crafty men out there to bring them back to what's right and true, can which is conservatism. About, can we talk about the incel movement for a second? The what movement? The incel movement. It, yeah, I think this is a really great topic. Yes, well, go ahead. So incels are men who say we are virgins and we don't have sex at all on mm-hmm. because not not out of choice, but because it has to be this way because women are so crazy and so left wing and so, mm. so, so, you know, anti man hating. Um, oftentimes incels aren't necessarily conservatives, but oftentimes they are right wing disaffected men and they are the worst people on the planet. And on this, at the same time, feminists also many times the raging ones say all of these men, they all have this sort of conservative streak to them. I'm not interested in that. And they're two sides of the same coins. I always say that feminists are female incels because Neither one of them is looking at themselves and how they can better themselves to attract a partner. These, I, there's this Vice documentary. I'm sorry, it's a Vice interview. I think with an incel who basically, you know, talks to all these different women and, you know, talks about all of his grievances and why he's an incel. And he is this like slump of a dude who has a crappy job, who talks about playing video games and is super out of shape and has this long, greasy hair. I'm like, of course, no one wants to date you. Look at you. You know, like you you have you, you can't both men and women today are hating on each other and not looking at themselves and the problems that they have and what they need to do to make themselves an attractive partner. And that, I think, is is a huge problem. I- with the world. I think that is some of that is such great advice. You know, make yourself the best version of yourself. Put that out there. Um, you're likely to meet somebody if you do that. I do think that there are some, you know, obvious cultural, um, political, ideological barriers out there. I still think you need to look for having the most in common with the person that you're going to choose. You need to look beyond, well, there should always be physical attraction. You need to look beyond some of the more superficial things and look for core values that make a great part, long-term partner. You have to lower expectations for men in their 20s because they're just starting off and it takes them a while to to launch. Um, uh, you know, So I think probably the best advice you gave, Evita, um, which is advice Sean and I have always thought was good advice, is... Don't be afraid to get married young and marry and and grow together, um, both personally, interpersonally, and professionally. Um, I think it's a it's it's the way it always was done, and that, and we kind of got off track, and 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 people started waiting until to get together till they're in their thirties and forties to get married. And I think people are well formed, and it's hard to to meld and mesh together after that. And in the vein, just one other point I want to make: in the vein of improving yourself. Um, I can't imagine you guys can tell me if I'm wrong or not. Do women like men, not boys, but men who spend a lot of time every day, whether it's in their basement or the bedroom, playing video games and they come to the day like, like, I'm really good at Call of Duty. Like, does, I have to imagine that's one of the most unattractive things. Again, it's unattractive. Go to the gym, put down, put down the controller. What's that? I said it's repulsive. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So stop being a gamer too, guys. You know, there's another topic too that there's another thing that can happen when you wait too long to get married. And that is, the, and, and there's data to prove that it, it hurts marriage in the future, which is that if you have, if you wait till you're 30 or 40 to get married for both sexes, you're likely to have had that many more sexual partners. And the more sexual partners you have prior to marriage, the worse the outcome is for the marriage. And there's all kinds of data to prove that. Evita, what have you seen? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's really just what you said. I think the, the more people that you've been with, um, the less likely your marriage is to be successful. And actually, for women in particular, they say that the more sexual partners a woman has had, the less satisfied she is in marriage, so the less happy you are in your marriage. And if you, the longer that you forego marriage, the more likely it is that you're going to have a lot more sexual history and the more baggage then that you bring into your marriage. So to get married young, um, 
means that the two of you both not only grow together, but also bring in just so much less problems into your marriage um, and chances for for unhappiness. So it's an interesting point. Yeah, a point for sure. She wrote an article on this topic and used the term body count. I'm like, what's a body count? (laughs) (laughs) Cultural expansion for your fathers. Can can Uh, I say something else? It's like, it's a lot of this is about your attitude, your sense of optimism. Um, You know, I got really sad when I was reading about how many men, young men, have just given up on on dating and how many of them have given up on love and have given up on trying to impress women and try to woo women. And they're, they're just like sad. They, they just kind of give up and they, they're willing to have this mediocre life where they, you know, work their job, come home, uh, watch online porn, maybe get an AI girlfriend and lead this sort of have their, their emotional needs met by, by virtual fake people versus real people and real challenges that make you grow as a person. I mean, I think one of the ways to attract people to you is just to be optimistic and be an upbeat, happy person uh, who's excited about the future. And part of that comes from from having hope. And and some of it is about faith. I'm sorry, but I, I, some of the most miserable people I know are atheists. But but, but also, I, the, the, the guys that are giving up on love, I'm sorry, they're probably not a good match for any woman. You're giving up on life. It's not just love, you give up on life. And so instead of grabbing the bull by the horns to go, I want to find love. And to the point we're making is, I'm going to do all the things that are necessary to improve myself. And then I got to look at, well, how am I engaging the world? The world won't come crashing into you and making make your life wonderful or rarely happens that way. You have to go out there and live your life and find people, find experiences, put yourself in places um, that can help you find love. And sitting at home yeah. and, and eating chips and playing video games and having greasy hair doesn't do it for you. That's that you, you actually have to go, I'm going to take control of my life. I just don't give up on life. And I think that's a real problem. Some people just give up. And I hope they would, my advice is take control back. You actually are in control of your destiny and you can actually figure this out and find a good mate for yourself as long as you try um, and have a little heart in the effort. Are you seeing hope in men, um, you know, wanting to improve themselves and wanting to sort of become that man that women want? by the what we see this rise in what some would call the manosphere you know the all these like online you know men who are attracting a lot of views whether it's joe rogan or jordan peterson or or um you know on on the the andrew tate but there's a whole bunch of other people in this huge range and by the way that's a huge range of men right there um the three that i mentioned but there's a bunch of men online and there is a big market for men looking for direction does that give you hope for that this generation that at least online they're trying they seem to be looking yeah i think that there is an entire generation of men who have been told that their masculinity is toxic who if they can't sit still because they're little boys and they naturally want to you know ha- bounce off the walls in elementary school are are drugged up on ADHD medication that is unnecessary and and they've been told that they're not going to get a woman if they are have any sort of right-wing values or if they, you know, act too masculine um and it's it's been really really frustrating for them and now there's this influencer class that has is really speaking to these young men and saying, you know, get up off your feet, stop wallowing in self-pity, hit the gym, get a job, make yourself attractive to women. The only thing I'll say about the manosphere, and I think ultimately it's a net positive on the world, is that it's missing morality. There is a lot of men in the manosphere who say, you know, become a high value man so that you can have 10 women, right? And and then beca- yeah. become the, the man at like the top 5% of men so that you can sleep around and do whatever you want and have all the money you want. And ultimately, that's not going to bring you happiness or satisfaction because that's not what God intended for humans um, or or for marriage or for life in general. So I think we need to, I would like to see a manosphere revolution from from really strong, awesome Catholic fathers or something like that, because there's definitely a deficit of morality in the manosphere. That's a problem. I also wanted to say this before, yeah. I don't know how long we have yet in the podcast, but um, 
this is more than just men and women and finding happiness and having good families. There is a broader movement to undermine the family, not just in our federal government, but also in global governance um, at the WEF, at the UN. Everything that they do serves to to undercut um, the family unit, because if you can undercut the family unit, then you you are more beholden to to their their psychological and physical control. And so think of it not just as I'm going to make myself happy and I'm going to find a partner, but also having a strong family, getting married young, building those ties um, is is almost a defense against this like horrible terrifying globalist um takeover that we're seeing in our country having that having that unity and strength in your own family unit is your little way of of defending yourself um and in fighting back yeah who knew that being revolutionary would just come down to getting married young having kids and leading a decent life um, and, and by the way, I love how this when you talk about the the manosphere and how it, it has some directions that it's gone in bad. And that's because I think there's a difference between seeking pleasure and seeking happiness. And oftentimes people who seek pleasure don't find that happiness. And, and some of the directions that some of that is going in is bad. But I agree with you. I'd say 85 percent of it is a net positive for men and then for women. So let's let's make we just talked about men what men can do to make themselves more attractive, to make, to get themselves, um, you know, back into the dating pool, back into the game, more optimistic and looking for love. What can women do? Cause you know, women are the other half of the, of the equation. Yeah. I think women need to be, need to be open. Like you've, you've talked about mom. I think also women need to, to value their femininity more. I think that feminism has told women that the way to be successful and the way to have value in this world is to be like a man. And that has ultimately yeah. been horrible for women. Um, so to say, you know, I'm going to get my college degree like I am, but I, but in, I'm going to be looking toward my future and saying, you know what, I know I'm going to want a family and I'm going to want children. I'm going to set myself up for a situation where, where one, I, I can either, you know, have that life and marry and, and, have a husband that can provide for me, or maybe I want to set myself up for success where I can work from home and still have a, a career, but also raise my kids. Having that in the back of your mind is going to be so helpful for women as they look at their priorities and what they want to do in life. Because if you're a leftist woman and you think that marriage and family doesn't matter, and then you don't set yourself up to actually be successful in marriage and family and you get to your 30s and suddenly you don't have what you want in life, um, there's going to be a lot of problems for you. So valuing the unique um, contributions that you bring to family and society as a woman needs, women need to really start doing more. And to really appreciate men, like allow men to be men, but also understand that men want to please women. Men want to improve themselves and, and be that person. And so what are you doing as a woman to encourage your husband to be or your, your mate to be the person that they're meant to be, your boyfriend to be the person that they're meant to be? Um, understand that they're trying to figure out, especially in their 20s, I think there's it can be really hard on a lot of guys um, because it, they just take a little bit longer and they, and they want that companionship. They want that nurturing from a woman. Um, and that reason to, to really um, become who they're meant to be. Yeah, no doubt about that. And again, um, in the end, your corporation doesn't love you. Your money doesn't love you. Your cat might love you, uh, but not the same way a human can. Well, hey, what do cats do when cats, when, what's right. the difference between dogs and cats? P P I mean, now Will Kane is always bringing this up to me. They eat your nose. A cat yeah. eat your nose when you die if you're left. Your dog will cuddle up to your dead body. Your cat will start to eat you. So don't be a cat woman. <laughs> Find love. And by the way, if you don't take our advice, you're going to be a cat woman. So. Or cat man. They cat exist man. too. They do. They right. exist. I know. It's really great advice. Really interesting moment we're in um, where the, 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 the genders are just Stretch dividing. Apart. Stretching apart. But, but we, we were meant to be together. We were created to be together. Um, an interesting discussion on how we can... Yeah help each other find and meet each other's needs. Evita, thank you for joining us. And always fun to get uh, your perspective, who's just come out of, you know, dating world. Obviously, you've dated your husband for a while, but also seeing what your friends are going through and 
and the consequences of their philosophies around dating, love, and marriage. Can, can um, I ask something really quick? If you didn't, sure. does, are your friends looking at at your relationship? You, know, you haven't gotten married so young. Are they? Does that make them go, oh, I want to get married? Does that inspire them? Do they go, I want to get married too? Or is it like, no? So it depends on the friend. Um, I, I have my conservative to moderate friends are very much so jealous. <laughs> they They wish that they had boyfriends who are ready to commit and get married and start a life together. Um, that's ultimately what they want. And I think some of my more liberal friends, even though they might think I'm kind of crazy, I think in the long run, they're going to end up wanting what I have. <laughs> Not to sound conceited, no but that. I'm really happy with my life. I don't have it all figured out. My husband doesn't have it all figured out. We're not where we want to be in our careers. We're not perfect people, but I'm really glad that I got married young and that we're going to, you know, figure it out as we go together. Something may be wrong if you haven't figured it out at 23. I was driving bus in Breckenridge, Colorado at 23. So kudos to you. You guys have it more figured out than I was on the real world point. doing really stupid stuff. You guys are far better, doing far better than I am. I was at that time. But yes, finding your person um, and then letting your lives unfold together is one yes, of the most I'm beautiful, fun. beautiful. It's the journey, right? But, you, you, you know, don't don't wait to start that journey um, too late. And, and, and I think that you know, every, everyone's timing is different, but putting yourself out there, being the best person you can be right now so you can attract the best person that you can, um, having your right values in check so that you're looking for the right things and not superficial, empty things, um, all matters. Um, really great conversation. I think the most important conversation as a civilization that is now has marriage rates at the and and birth rates at the lowest they've been in a century. Um, that that says something. So, um, thanks for joining us, Evita. Yeah, and thanks for joining us, all of you at the kitchen table. Um, if you like our podcast, you can rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can always find us at foxnewspodcast.com. We're always there every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We drop uh, coming this fall a little bit later. We're going five days a week, so it's gonna be fun. Uh, we're going to rock and roll with that. And Rachel has more topics than she has time to I deal know. with. So, and I hear about it. And people are sending me topics all the time, which yeah. I love. And um, again, I want to thank all of you guys for listening because um, we are the fastest growing podcast at Fox News. We're proud of that. And we do what we do because we, we think these topics really matter to the country, to the family, to the culture, to the culture. And, so, and you guys are, um, I love all the feedback. So, keep, right. keep sending it. Thanks, Bye. everybody. Good one. Bye. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.